0: A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's Lima dot Life, L Y M A dot Life. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
1: I would love to. Let's do
2: a shower episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself.
0: Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to change their status update from hashtag blessed to hashtag OMG even more blessed than yesterday, hashtag loving life. If you experience any of these symptoms, make sure to tweet to Kardashian immediately. All right. Welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody. I'm Susie Hardy. Today's guest is JJ Flazanes. JJ, she's been on our show before, and she's talked about so many amazing things like the law of attraction, and we're very excited to have her back. JJ had such a great time that she wanted to come back and talk to us about exercise and weight loss, which are two topics that we just didn't get to before because we were so busy talking about the law of attraction.
2: JJ is the director of Invisible Fitness, an Amazon best-selling author of Fit to Love, How to Get Physically, Emotionally, and Spiritually Fit to Attract the Love of Your Life, And author of Knack Absolute Abs, Routines for a Fit and Firm Core, and was named Best Personal Trainer in Los Angeles for 2007 by Elite Traveler Magazine.
0: Um, I want a fit and firm core.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all?
0: I know. We're going to have to ask her about that. But before we get to our interview with JJ, we have to tell you about today's sponsor.
2: Our sponsor today is the Global Healing Center, where you can get 20% off any Global Healing Center brand product.
0: So that includes their supplements and their cleanses. And I just noticed that they did a redesign to their website and some of their product bottles as well. So for example, I noticed that the Oxy powder that my husband and I are obsessed with now comes in three different sizes with three different price points, which is great because we use it all the time. So it's a really, really effective colon cleanser. It's oxygenated, so it's literally using the power of oxygen to clean you out so you don't get crampy or uncomfortable. Oxy Powder is a safe and effective colon cleanse product that uses the power
2: of oxygen to gently cleanse and detoxify your entire digestive tract and
0: relieve bloating, gas, and occasional constipation. And now they have bottles starting only at twelve ninety five. So if you just want to try it without getting one of the large bottles, I think you know that was a great move on their part because their large bottles were more expensive. And even though it's a better value to buy a larger bottle, you can still start out at a twelve ninety five level.
2: Emphasis on move. Did you write that on purpose? <laughs> I don't think you did. I didn't even think but I'm about gonna point it, it out. Definitely, and of course, they still have our old favorites, the Parfait Visage Wrinkle Reducing Cream, and my
0: favorite, the Aqua Spirit Refreshing Spray. Oh, so refreshing. So good. <laughs> and I recently discovered their o 2s app, which is like the ozonated olive oil, and it helps with eczema and acne, which a lot of people have asked us about, and I did say, if you're dealing with eczema or acne, you've got to look at your candida, you've got to look at your dairy intake, but also... This O2s app might be helpful to you. If those are two things that aren't your problem, check it out. It's only $29.95 plus 20% off our discount plus free shipping. So lots of great products. Food Heals Nation, check them out at
2: GlobalHealingCenter.com and use the discount code Food for 20% off
0: any Global Healing Center brand product at checkout. And Food Heals Nation, don't forget to join our brand new Facebook group foodhealsgroup.com. This is a private closed group for friends, fans, and guests of the Food Heals podcast who really want to connect and talk about holistic health and healing in a safe space.
2: That's right. We will have daily themed posts where we can share stories and links such as Transformation Tuesday. This is where we can share inspiring stories of people who are doing incredible things, healing themselves and the world. Prepare to be
0: inspired. Prepare. Prepare. (laughs) And there's Thirsty Thursday, where we can share healthy smoothie, juice, and soup recipes that really heal our bodies from the inside out.
2: Or Self-Promotion Saturday, my favorite. If you have a product (laughs) or service that you think would benefit Food
0: Heals Nation, you can post it on Saturdays and connect with new customers and clients. So that's a good example of where you can post your own stuff, because we don't want this to be a group where all day long you're getting spammed with things that you should buy or things that will help you, but we wanted to create a place that people that we know have good products can post their products. So that's self-promotion Saturday. So we really want to keep the group clean and targeted to people who just want answers to really, really good health questions from supportive friends, doctors, you know, people that have done it. So, you know, the rules, hey doggies, the rules are just be cool. Be cool. Don't spam us. Don't spam. Don't be a bully. Don't be a bully. You will be deleted. You will be deleted. Yeah. Don't think we won't do it. Susie will delete you. I will delete your ass. (laughs) So be kind and we will be kind to you. Next, right. Yes. Next up, our interview with JJ.
2: The Food Heals Podcast starts now.
0: All right, today we are here with an exciting guest, JJ Flazanes. JJ vividly reminds us that the word fitness is not just about the state of one's physical body, but also the factors which determine a person's overall well-being. And for JJ,
2: the key components in all these areas are invisible, balanced support structures of nutrition, emotional centeredness, and health.
0: And we're going to answer listener questions from Food Heals Nation in part two after the break. So stay tuned for that. Welcome back, JJ. So for those who maybe haven't had a chance to listen to episode 37, can you give us some background about who you are and what you do?
1: Sure. I call myself an empowerment strategist. And that would really be in the areas of love, relationships, health, wellness, fitness, Exercise, anything that the way you look at the world, spiritual beliefs. I mean, it's kind of all-encompassing. I say the only things it doesn't encompass would be business and money per se. But to me, the reason why it's empowerment strategist is because we have choices about the way that we look at the world, the way that we react, the way we deal with ourselves, how we show up in the world, how we feel about ourselves. And usually, people get stuck in my experience, especially in the health and wellness area and in relationships, when they feel victimized. when they feel like something Bad has happened to them. And a lot of times we take our power away or we give our power away unknowingly, which then creates this pattern that doesn't get us what we want and we feel stuck. And so I like to empower people with choice and a different way of looking at things or believing in things. So, and it's really fun, especially in fitness and wellness, because, like, for instance, today I did a show on my podcast called Paleo Cheese and Crackers, which are gluten, dairy free, and grain free cheese and crackers because people look at me and go, you're paleo? Oh my God, I know most of your audience probably are vegan, but even let's say people look at you and say, oh, you're vegan. What do you you know? Oh, you can't eat all these other things. And all of a sudden, you know, people identify someone making a life choice as restrictive. Right. And so that's what people don't want to get involved in. They don't want to choose something so extreme like paleo or raw or vegan or vegetarian or whatever, because they don't want to feel restricted. And the fear of the restriction stops them from making a proactive health choice. And that's where I want to come in and, and show them all what's possible so that they go, oh, oh, like I can do that. That's, I can eat that. Oh, I can think like that or make that choice. All of a sudden that fear of being restricted goes away.
0: Yeah. And like, I find it so empowering when I find things that I can eat according to the diet that I'm following. And it's not even a diet, it's a lifestyle. And it's so empowering when I find the most delicious foods that I've never tried before that are healthy, you know, and you wouldn't have, I wouldn't have found those foods if I wasn't doing this. Right. And so I think it, I look at it less as restriction and more as empowerment, but I know most people (laughs) in this day and age are looking at it. You hear the word diet and you think restriction and what can I not have, right?
1: Well, and you had to go through a lot to get to where you are too, right? So it wasn't that, right, 20 years ago, that wouldn't have been necessarily how you looked at it. It, Oh, heck no. 20 years ago, I was eating at Wendy's. (laughs) Right. So, you know, our life unfolds at a pace that we can handle. And that we get our lessons in bite-sized pieces and lessons will be repeated until they're learned. So if you keep getting the same lesson, it's time to maybe look at it from a different perspective in order to free yourself into understanding that no one can restrict you except you.
0: That is so true. Lessons will be repeated until they are learned. That is why Food Heals Nation, you're dating the same guy over and over. He just has a different face, and you're having the same issues. It's because there's something unresolved in your past, right? There's something that you have to learn that you haven't learned. That's karma. <laughs> it is. It's yep. the
2: same thing, right? It's the same thing. It's karma is a lesson. You know, have to learn your lessons. You don't learn them, you're going to be put through them again,
1: yep. in some way. Right. And and part of the empowerment part is being able to, well, how can I learn it differently? How can I approach this in a different way? What am I doing? How am I looking at things that keep attracting to me the same thing over and over again with a different face or different costume? Yeah. And so how do we overcome that, JJ? <laughs> <laughs> well, geez, Allison, let's see. What topic would you like to discuss? Because remember, I just said empowerment strategist on about 10 different topics. So it's it's really, you know, it can be as basic as understand basic I say basic I have to laugh because uh, uh, because for all the work and questions that I do it's really people go oh my god my head hurts um yeah. <laughs> you think like that normally yes I do it's really getting to the deeper you know core belief systems that are the foundation for your life that's kind of a big one yeah. so realizing how you look at the world how you feel about yourself in the world what you think about death or God I mean it's seriously like it goes that deep because if you believe that you have one life and this is it, And somehow you are put here to make a difference. And if you don't, you failed. (laughs) I don't know about you, but that's kind of... What's ang- a little anxiety on me? Like, yeah. oh my god! And then, and then making mistakes. It's like, holy cow! Someone's gonna shame me because I made a mistake in this short period of time I have on this planet to make a huge difference. But if you look at the world and and have a belief that you know you're not gonna get it done, you never will, and it all unfolds as it's supposed to, and and it just keeps going and keeps going. Then you can kind of relax. And but a lot of people don't even know what they believe. And so off the top, I have to say for the show, for the last show we did, for the next show we're gonna do really for me the theme is really evaluation and assessment of where are you like what are your belief systems what do you what do you think about what do you believe happens and and your place in the world because that it's like being a character in a movie if you if you act you know exactly what I'm talking about if you don't act pretend you're watching your favorite TV show or movie and pretend being each one of the different characters your life changes dramatically when you change your circumstances and your story of who you are in the world and that's for for me, one of the biggest pieces of, it's always amazing to me, even with some of the most spiritually advanced friends that I have, how in relationships, and I know we're going to do another show in the future about relationships, so I'll bring this back up. But in relationships, how it's so hard for the other person to take a step back and say, What must my partner be going through, and how does he see he or she see the world in order for them to react this way? It's really, really, really hard. And that's what my therapist said. (laughs) What that it's hard, or no,
0: no, the same thing. How are they seeing the world that you're not seeing the world
1: in that way? You have to look at that. Not everyone sees the world the way that you see it. Absolutely. And so when you say something, you can't. Well, let's reel this back. We need to save that one for the for the show on on relationships, which is coming. Aww. Um, sorry, <laughs> I, I know have I got to you. Say. I got you. Okay, we'll say it. Go ahead, Susie. No, well, no, well,
2: okay, okay. <laughs> okay. I'll say it. No, I was just gonna say, you know, in psychology, that's called the theory of other minds. That we assume that what we think, other people will understand and get, but that really they have their own brain and their own experiences, their own neural connections, their own traumas, their own beliefs their mind cannot ever possibly be exactly like yours. So therefore, you can't make assumptions that they're going to think the way you think.
1: Right. But we all react from the place of our own stuff. And so then it clouds our ability to take that observer perspective, which we'll talk about next show. So let's get back to fitness and exercise and weight loss and health because we're at the beginning of the new year. And I know everybody who's listening and tuned into your show is wanting to make change or adjustments in their health and well-being, yes? Absolutely. Okay, so... I think to start the show, we wanted to talk about or I wanted to talk about and I thought it would be a good complement to the food work that you're doing on your show is the exercise component because we are in January and people are joining gyms and starting their exercise programs along with their detoxes. And it, I see it and have seen it for 20 years, it's usually the same pattern. Everybody goes and joins the gym or does something extreme. And especially in the gym environment, they'll go five days a week and they'll start off you know, all excited to really commit, they're going to commit, they're going to use willpower and motivation to be committed to their exercise program. And mind you, they don't have a plan. (laughs) They just know they have to exercise. It's like going to the doctor and the doctor says, well, you need to lose weight. So then the recommendation becomes exercise more. And that's a really, really frustrating piece of advice for me when I hear people's doctors say that to them, because then I want to turn around and say, and exactly what does that mean? Agreed. (laughs) How many different kinds of exercise are out there? And which one do you choose? And how do you know if it's working or the right choice for you? I mean, there's a lot of questions to be asked about that advice. I think it's really inappropriate to give somebody that kind of advice. Exercise more. Okay. So... Anyway, as I digress on my uh, – I was getting ready to rant big time on that one. You can rant anytime. That's what the show is for. Okay. <laughs> good. I'll come on your show and rant. <laughs> so so we have this you know, exercise more questions. So people come to the gym in January and they're all excited and they're getting ready to do their thing and they do their thing and they're there for five days a week for two or three weeks and then they go – you know, nothing's really happening. And so by the end of January, they start to peter off. And now they're down to two or three days a week. And then in the middle of February, they're like, oh, but I really should do this. And then by March 1st, they're really frustrated because they haven't seen the changes they think that they should have had by the time commitment that they've given. And so then they that's about the time in my personal training business for over 20 years I could get calls in February because everyone says, oh, I can do it myself. <laughs> I just have to do it. Okay, well, what are you doing? And are you doing the same thing you do? every time. Why would you think it would work this year? It didn't work last year. So off the top here, I just want to put it out there to people that there are a lot of factors involved in fitness and choosing what's right for you and at different stages of your life and different goals that you have. And everyone's got different goals and different bodies and different issues and different abilities. And so those all need to be taken into consideration when you're designing a program for yourself. And while yes, you can choose things yourself within exercise, all exercises not created equal, there is risk to some exercises that can degenerate your body in a rapid way. So your joints will, just like the tires on your car... You know, you can change your tires, you can rotate your tires so the wear and tear is less and they last you longer, but you're not going to do that to your joints. And so you can't see when the degeneration is happening, but you're doing it and all of a sudden your cartilage goes from, let's say, 100%, which of course that's not true because in at any age you're de- you're declining and that's wearing down over time just from wear and tear. So let's say you're at 50% and you do some aggressive exercise program that's not good form for your joints forget muscle yes you'll get results yes you're going to build muscle potentially burn calories get it you know be fat blasting so to speak but what's the result on the joints Well, most likely you're going to probably find that out in a couple of years when you have no more cartilage left in between your knees. Now now I'm getting scared. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm here to play some fair in people because you can't just go decide. Your your skeletal structure is built mechanically. So now we're going to talk about fitness is mechanics and physics, as well as anatomy, biochemistry, physiology, and more. So you can't take into consideration that underneath your skin and your muscles and in between your muscles are your joints. And just like again, like I said, the tires on your – even the brakes in your car, your brakes wear down, so do your joints. And so I just really want to impress upon people, yes, I'm here to scare you because I don't want you to be injured. (laughs) I don't want you to do (laughs) stupid things because everyone else is doing them and because they produce fast results. But then the side risk is that pretty soon you're going to have some issues with your joints because when your joints go and when you have pain from joint pain, you'll stop exercising. And when you stop exercising, you'll lose the momentum and the results that you have. So it's really, 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 really important to consider your joint integrity when you are choosing your exercise.
2: JJ, can you give us some examples of that kind of exercise? Okay. So that's where,
1: why I started to show because part of my show, Movement Mondays, is to talk about exercise, exercise form, and how to do exercise safely and effectively. And I go through different exercises. I'm going to, across the board, say that there is no, like, one thing is good for everybody because everybody's structure is different. If you and Allison stood next to each other in a mirror, let's say you were the same height exactly. Are you guys?
0: No. Susie's Mm -hmm. taller than me.
1: Okay, let's say you were the same height exactly, and you stood in the mirror. This happens with one of my clients who's a therapist. We went on a vacation once a long time ago together, and and we're... She's maybe a half inch taller than me, but the difference in where her shoulders are, where her hips are, how long her legs are, how long my torso is compared to hers. She's got a shorter torso and longer legs. Just because one person does well in a yoga class doesn't mean everyone does well in a yoga class. Just because somebody can be on one machine squatting, for instance, that's a big one. I've heard people say everyone should free bar squat or free squat. Why? In fact, my client this morning, because he wants me to do a rant show uh, once a <laughs> week, just, just for entertainment purposes, because I rant to him and he just yeah. thinks it's so funny. So he's doing this row machine and I see him, it's for cardio, and I see his form and he's only doing it for four minutes when I get there. And and he says, wow, that's really working. My, I really feel this. I said, well, where are you feeling it? Oh, in my hips and in my legs okay, uh, well, can you use a little bit more of your back because you're not really using any of your lats to do a row? And he's like, well, I watched the video. He's like, I think I'm doing it right. I said, okay, well, can you add more lat? I'm just asking because your biceps are going to peter out really fast if you don't use bigger muscle groups during this. And he said, well, I I watched the video. The guy is a world-class rower. I said, so what? are you a rower? Are you going to compete in rowing? Are we trying to kind of get to some kind of time here? I mean, you can't compare yourself to an athlete who is doing a sport to win a goal of some kind of time. And what happens in sports, all sports, especially professional sports, they get injured and their bodies break down because again, it's to win and half the time it's to win at any cost. So you can't compare just because somebody who you look at Muhammad Ali, I mean, geez, <laughs> boxing is a great sport, but at what cost? I mean, are you going to get hit in the head and then have brain damage? So <laughs> you have to look to who our models are and who are you modeling and, and look at the whole picture and not just assume because they were you know exceptional athletes. You don't know what went on behind the scenes. You don't know what supplements and steroids and painkillers they were on. You don't know what kind of pain they deal with right now. So just like ratchet back <laughs> the comparison of when it comes to exercise. Susie, you'd asked me like what the right thing is and that's just such the wrong. I can't answer the right thing. I can just give you general, general things on to – that if it – you know, certain exercise groups, let's say CrossFit. I'm not a fan of well, CrossFit.
2: yeah. Actually, I was asking more like what are those that are maybe glaringly too harsh on, say, the joints or something like that? Not necessarily yeah. the right because there is no right but there maybe are some wrongs.
0: Well, <laughs> some, some
2: some that are a little too harsh. Like,
0: don't start without a trainer or doctor telling you it's okay.
1: <laughs> well, it's not even – and that's even hard too because, again, trainers uh, – let me give you the, the breakdown on trainers because I was director of education for New York Sports Club. I taught trainers, okay? There were trainers in that room. I was 21 when I was director of education for New York Sports Club. And so I had people in my room, in my education room because New York Sports Club had to – they needed more trainers because they were opening more gyms and they decided that they just were going to get nice people who were good workers and then teach them and that was their strategy. We're going to get good workers and teach them what they need to know. Well, we we can't really teach them what they need to know in four weeks but we 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 did something called the Foundations Program and so it was a four-week program and then when we were done, they got a raise for going through the class but I always encouraged everybody to – this is only the beginning. Like this is not a national recognized certification. You need to go get certified and continue your education. This is science. You do not learn these sciences in four weeks. So just so that everybody knows, just because someone's a trainer, and even if they have a good body, some of that's genetic. And just because they're a trainer doesn't mean they know any of the science. They can rattle off BS that you have no idea about and impress you, and you won't know any different. So again, sorry to scare you. I've been in this business a long time, and people don't necessarily you have to find out what they know and and, and go a little bit deeper because, again, the joints for me have been so passionate for so many years about joint integrity because all I needed to do was sit into a class where one of my physical therapy educators who was educating me in the certification said, I have 11 – he like yelled, okay? He went, I have 11 injuries. Don't do what I did. And that's all I needed to hear. And I was like, okay. I won't do, <laughs> I won't do what you did. I don't need to wreck myself to learn the lesson. You wrecked yourself. I can look at you and say, I don't want joint pain. And so from that point on, I was very influenced to look at things in a smart, scientific way. And- that's what started my journey. But when you're 25 years old and starting your business and people are, you know don't care about their joints because they don't feel any pain yet, it's not a sexy topic. So I had to put it down for a while. But I'm back to, again, stressing, especially for anybody who's listening, because if you're listening to this show, you care about your health. You wouldn't listen to the show if you didn't. So you probably care about your joints. And I want to let you know that you have to be very careful and get educated about what the right things to do are and weigh those risks and benefits because while you may lose a lot of weight doing p90x and I'm not saying that's bad or crossfit and crossfit may be okay again there's different exercises there's different form there's different speeds it just it's it's a general thing that if you're doing moment if you're using momentum if you're doing things fast, if you're not having a mind-body connection where your brain and your what you're visualizing as you're doing it are not completely 100% connected to the exercise when it's like, say, resistance training. Now, if you're doing cardio, do you need to think about your quadricep contracting every time you take a step when you're running on the treadmill? No. But when we're dealing with a little bit more force that has the capacity to wear down your joints faster, we have to get responsible for what we're doing to our bodies.
0: So you design fitness programs specifically to the individual, is that correct?
1: Yeah. I work with people to help create programs, especially for those that are injured. I used to get just everyone who was injured would be sent to me because I would know what to do with them because they would think, well, I'm injured. I can't exercise. And that's not true. In fact, my I had a client today who's been out since, for two months, huge back pain on pain meds. And he said, I said, do you want to work with it or around it? And he said, I want to work with it. And our whole session today, I spent about 40 minutes and there was no pain in the area and I worked, but then after 40, I stopped and spent 15 on other muscles because I said I don't I don't want to go too far today. Now I work with people on Skype, but here's what's more important. What's free to you all is that I have a show. <laughs> like it's all on my show. Uh different exercises and there's like a 10 minute beginner leg exercise and a 10 minute beginner or intermediate leg exercise routine you can do at home that you don't have to have any equipment for. I've got shows in the gym. I've got shows at, at the at the house, at the home. So And I've got a ton of resources that can help you design programs and then get to a place where you can maybe, you know, work with someone to hone them and make them even better and make sure that you're, you know, you're safe.
0: Okay. I have a really important question. You are a personal trainer. You write books and you do a seven-day-a-week video and audio podcast. How can we get this energy that you have? <laughs>
1: this is amazing. Well, first it's six days a week. It's not seven. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I did take a break for Christmas and, and New Year's. Okay, good. So, yeah. No, I'm, I practice what I preach. If there's nothing else that I would say, I, I have a really low, short temper for hypocrisy. And I am my own student and I am my own like experiment, right? So if I learn something and I get excited about it, I want to share it and I share it with people on the show. And I'm honest with what I'm going through, with what's going on with me. And I don't have shame about sharing that because it's part of growth. So in terms of energy, I just really do practice balance and I don't overdo it. I mean, I have so many things, Allison, that quote unquote, I'd like to have had done by now, but they're not. And and that's okay. And that's why I have the energy to do what I can do because my brain and my creativity is so fast. Like I just process and I've got ideas flying all the time. And it, it I had to learn how to manage the speed at which I would come up with ideas and the discernment of the timing divine timing of when it's the right time and and at what expense I was a workaholic that was definitely went on for a little while because it was based on anxiety and fear of getting somewhere or getting something or attaining a, a financial level or whatever and after a while I said this is this is ridiculous I don't I'm not doing this anymore so that's when I called myself on the law of attraction hypocrisy that I could intellectually tell you I believed but wasn't actually trusting because when you trust something, there's a knowing. There is a calm, centered foundation of knowing. And if you don't have that, then it's fear and anxiety that drives your choices.
0: You know, it's so true. It's like, are you waking up every day in fear or in love? That question was posed to me and that blew my mind because it's like I was waking up in fear. And if you wake up with love and trust, then everything falls into place. So I love that you just said that. And we have some questions from listeners. But real quick, before we get to that, I just want to ask, what is your fitness routine like? Can you just give us a quick overview of what you do every week?
1: Well, it changes based on what's going on in my life and – How I can schedule things. So, I love the accountability of either working with a trainer, coach, or having a partner. And so, there are times where I schedule as many days in the week as I can doing something with somebody else. So, whether it be walking or interval training or going to the gym or going dancing, I make sure that at least one day a week I have some accountability of doing something with somebody. And then the rest becomes about convenience. So, let's say the clients I was with this morning, it's at a company. The company implemented a gym. So there's equipment there and I'll stay after my sessions and get it done then because I'm there. Now today I didn't because I have a – I'm dealing with a personal issue of my cat. And so I wanted to – so my attention was on her. But I've got built into my schedule later on in the week another accountability session for a lower body interval training with a client. So so I went with a client with a friend. And it, and there's energy level like you asked about energy. So I don't overdo it. I don't follow a regimen that says I have to work out five days a week, or I have to work out three days a week, or I have to do an hour, or I have to do X amount of whatever. I don't. Uh, it's a very ebb and flow of what I need and how I'm spending my energy. Now it was raining here today, which was awesome for us here in California. Yes, <laughs> but it it that's one of the things that can stand in my way of getting some of my my more enjoyable cardio in, which would be to go outside and go rollerblading or hike or do interval training. So for me, the rain would have forced me inside. So I always make sure I have choices of what to do inside, outside, with somebody, with by myself. So that's really it. And then adding resistance training. So the interval training for me right now is getting in both resistance and cardio because that's the most efficient way. But funny that you should ask that because there's a gym that I film in for the show and it's a guy's gym who I've known for a long time. He's a trainer and and when I have individual clients here locally that don't have any, like they want to go to a gym, I take them to this gym. And I was been racking my brain for, I'm not kidding, two years trying to get myself to either go, okay, fine, go join 24 Hour Fitness or go, you know, to Spectrum because they have all the bells and whistles and fighting with the fact that it's really hard for me to be in a gym environment and watch everybody wreck their joints. Mm. Can Can I do it? I can, but it will be it won't be enjoyable. I'll go there and want to put my head down because part of my nature is if I see an older woman on a leg press machine and her e- her knees are in her ears and I see all that weight on her spine, the rescuer in me wants to come out and go, ah, stop doing that. Like You're going to kill your spine. right?" So for my own emotional health, I can't be in that environment. So I'm going to be taking up a membership over at a much more expensive gym, but it'll be the best place for me because I'll be able to enjoy my time there because there won't be that many people there.
0: Right. Well, I love the accountability advice because when I first moved to LA, I lived next to Running Canyon where Susie lives now Mm -hmm. um, with her husband and I met my husband there. Randomly. But anyways, I had a friend who was a marathon runner and a hiker, and she decided we were going to hike Running Canyon every day. And I'm telling you, the first six months I lived in LA, I hiked Running Canyon about five times a week because she would call me and harass me and I couldn't say no. And the accountability was the most important, because if she hadn't harassed me, I wouldn't have done it. And then the second thing is, is I'm in a thing called class pass where you have to sign up for the classes before you go. So the next day I have to go. If I don't go to class, I have to pay $15. <laughs> so. Oh if- yeah. In order to avoid paying fifteen dollars, I have to go. So that's my accountability and that's the only way I stick to it. If I just have a gym membership, I will not go. I will go once a month. I have to have the accountability. So I think that's really,
1: really good advice. What what gets you going? What's good what works for you?
2: Ah, that is a multifaceted question.
0: Um, (laughs) It's too early in 2016. Because it's,
2: well, it's, you know, it's so interesting because I go through these different phases of being totally fine and, and being able to motivate myself. And I do, I do lots of different types of exercise. I swim, I hike Runyon Canyon because I live right there. Mm -hmm. I, I love swimming. Where do you swim? At my pool. Oh, you can come swim at my pool. I'm going to now. <laughs> <laughs> I do, you know, I go, I used to go to the gym and do classes and cardio. I do yoga. I do bar work because I used to be a ballet dancer and I love it. Makes, brings out my inner ballerina. I do, I've done Pilates. So I go through, tall. you look like a ballerina. Thank you. <laughs> I go through different phases and the motivation part has always been Somewhat of a struggle. Sometimes I find it very easy to self motivate, and I, you know, I just go do it. And other times I'm just like, the couch looks so much better. <laughs> but so that so that varies for me. But what is great is for me finding things that I really enjoy. And for me, it's classes because then that somehow gives me accountability. Like I say, if I'm going to go, if, once I'm there, I'm there. It's just about a matter about getting to the class or talking myself into, you know. It's going to feel really good. Lately, I, I've i been much better about just – like I have a – I love my yoga practice. I don't – it's not perfect by any means. But in I've done yoga for so many years now where it's like if I can't commit to an hour and a half and drive all the way there and park – I will do it in my living room.
0: Yeah, me too. Yoga um, is like riding a bike. It's like you don't lose it and you can do it on your own once you get it. I love Once that. you get – like I hit a I hit a point where I'm like I don't need class anymore. I could
2: I could lead myself through – you know, I used to have a roommate that was going through yoga teacher training. So I, I, hit, I hit a point where I was like I can do this on my own. But it does vary. It varies week to week, month to month, day to day. But I always just <laughs> yeah, try to find something that I'm going to enjoy
1: and that changes. And that's a really important Point. So I want to just, again, stress upon people that sometimes when you create a situation of a should or a box – now, some of us need routine like that because it helps to structure our day, especially men. They need structure more so. I mean, women need structure too, but we don't find it as – doesn't feel as good for us sometimes because it feels constraining versus, uh, you know, like empowering because men like to have their things all in a row and we're fluid and we, we, you know, we have that shiny object syndrome. So we're like, you know, we want to be able to flow. And so change, being able to change your mind about what it is you want to do that day is really important because especially psychologically, if you tell yourself that these are the only things that I like doing or that will work or that I can do, then when you limit yourself like that, then the first time you don't do it, you're probably going to go, oh, screw it then. I don't want, I'm not going to do it. So you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. And also when thinking about creating your exercise program and the motivation, that's a huge one. I want everyone to take out of their vocabulary, if possible, should, because we think about that all the time. We go, should, should, should. I should do this. Oh, I should do that. Right. And even if it's something you think you should do, just practice replacing should with want. So let's say, for instance, resistance training is really important and hopefully we'll get to that. I think we will some of these questions. Resistance training is really, really important for everybody and you should do it <laughs> but, and I should do it too more often than I am. So in your mind, rather than saying I should do it, say I want to do it because guess what? I do want to do it because I want what it gives to me and that changes the energy around making the decision to go exercise and also your why. Why are you exercising? I used to train a couple in New York and the wife was my client, and the husband was a client with another trainer who was there, a guy. And I could tell from the get-go she didn't want to be there. She and I became fast friends talking throughout our session, but she didn't really want to work out that hard. She wasn't the one who was paying for it. It was her husband that told her to do it because she should. And I almost wanted to say no. It's like, don't, don't. Like, rebel against that. That's BS. I hate that. I can't believe, like, you're succumbing to that. But because that would be, that's to me is ridiculous. But. That's a separate show. Uh, so for instance, so, but we
0: have a lot of shows
1: to do with you, JJ. I know. Well, but, but because it's so important for people to really check in with your why, why are you doing it? Because of course you're not going to want to do it. If someone told you to do it, or if you tell yourself you're fat, or if you're not, you know, you can't attract a partner, or if you're, people aren't going to like you, of course your inner being is going to say, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your inner being is going to say, if you don't love me, I'm not, I'm gonna shoot you in the foot. You have to come from a place of love in order for you to create inspiration of wanting to do it. otherwise you are shaming yourself over and over again to do something that you know is not in a in alignment with what your you know higher being really thinks of you and feels about you. you are love. and if the, if every decision doesn't come from even again, even if it's a should, I know that I am supposed to be doing these kinds of exercises for this reason and I agree with that and I want those things, then just say, well, how would I feel if I don't do it? And how important is my body feeling good to me? How important is that to me? How important is it for me to feel strong and to feel lean and to feel energy? You know, Part of the energy is that I exercise, right? So when you exercise your body, you wake up all the cells in your muscles. You reconnect all the neurological pathways from your brain to your muscles. That's a lot of Energy flowing through you when yeah. your muscles are dormant and you haven't connected to them neurologically, mindfully, truly by either exercising or doing it right or doing it. And I hate to say right, but <laughs> to me there is a right, but it's per exercise or per person. You know, if you haven't connected, then there's a lot of there's not a lot of charge happening. There's not a lot of electrical impulses happening, and so you're not utilizing what you already have available to you. One quick story that I know we're going to get to these questions. I had a client; she was seven in the inner 70s and she lived in Hancock Park years ago uh-huh. and she was really, really crooked and she wanted to lose 50 pounds.
0: Crooked in terms of her, her body, her
1: spine. Oh, yeah, okay. her spine. I like, know what those
0: look like. I yeah. massage them. Oh, yes. That
1: is <laughs> totally crooked. I mean like Leaning Tower of Pisa crooked. Like when she turned around and I looked at her spine in the back, I thought, I don't know how you're standing. The compensation was just immense and she had pain in her shin area, all right, like between your knee and your ankle. And what I find infuriating is how doctors wanted to take out parts of her spine to alleviate that. I'm oh like, Oh my God. I was like, Oh what? my God. Yeah. They're like, I'm like, yeah, cause you don't need that. You, you weren't put together perfectly from the beginning. <laughs> you don't need that vertebrae. I thought, are you kidding me? Yeah, It's not even a joint. It's between the joints. It's her muscle. Anyway. So she's all crooked. She tells me that she wants to lose 50 pounds. She's in her seventies. And I was like, okay, so let me explain that first. You're like a broken machine. I didn't say quite like that. I, I, was much better about that. But you really, like, we have a machine that's broken. So it would make sense that if we keep working that broken machine more, it's going to keep breaking further. We have to fix it first. We have to put it back together. And then we can make it work harder because it can support that work versus if we work it hard now in the way that it is, you're just going to keep breaking down. So the first couple sessions we did were 100% on the ground. And they were little exercises that a lot of trainers probably right now would call not functional I hate that word. That's such a pet peeve for me in this industry. They'll be like, oh, it's not functional. Like a squat's functional because you have to get up and down in life. So do squats because it's functional. Okay, well, that's BS. Because if you're doing <laughs> squats in a bad way and you blow out your knee, not functional. If I activate tissue that's been dormant for 20 years and gives you more strength, I don't care how I activated it. It's functional because it then helps you move. So this woman, 70 years old, laying on the floor, two sessions we do 100% on the floor, little stuff. I come back third time. I sit down on the ground. I watch her walk by me. Now, mind you, she has a limp. I mean, she's so crooked, she limps when she walks. Mm-hmm. And her limp wasn't gone, but it was reduced by more than 50%. And I noticed that she kind of glided past me. And when she sat down, I thought, I'm going to ask her, Lee, how, how are you feeling? And she said, I'm walking better. And I said, I see that. She goes, did I build muscle in two sessions? I said, no. But what we did is we turned it on. We did exercises that neurologically stimulated the connection to muscles you haven't used in a long time because you've been in compensation motor patterns for this limp and for the pain you've been in and for the way you hold your body. So what we did is we turned on all these other supportive muscles. We got to activate other muscles within the larger muscle groups that you already use. So now you have like at least 20% more muscle tissue to do normal daily activities that you didn't have before. I had to see it to get it because I honestly didn't have an answer. Like I didn't go in with that thought. I just know what I did and then I saw the result of her walking better and that was the only explanation. No, she didn't build muscle but we we literally turned on her muscles and all of a sudden walking became easier. So again, this is what I mean in terms of right versus wrong, like connection, the connection from your brain to your muscle and just doing things mindfully, having a plan because if you don't plan – if you fail to plan – you plan to fail. So because you're just repeating the little knowledge that you know, or you're following your friend, or you're following the latest fad, and you haven't really examined if any of that's going to work for you. So can Susie and I come see you before you get bombarded in February or what? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I can come to you guys, and we're gonna do it over Skype. But you know, just I want people to know what's out there for them. There's more information than you're being told and fitness gets a bad rap because it's like, what's the newest class? What's the, the newest piece of equipment? What's the, and really you break it down. It's all the same sciences. You just look at how it affects your body. What's right for you based on how you're built and especially if you have an injury. I had another client, she had a limp because she had a broken femur. She, in a skiing accident. So she literally had a limb length discrepancy. It wasn't just muscle. It was like she had, because I had to put the surgery, had to, you know, pin her back together so she had a limp. Again, not going in and saying, I'm going to cure the limp. But her other trainers would do exercise with her and she was so crooked. And I'm mm. looking at her going, do you see yourself? And she didn't. So
2: once- No. And I have to jump in here. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah. like I, I say this to people all the time. Our bodies want to pretend everything's cool. I see this with clients like you with like extraordinary- cases in their bodies where you're like, how are you standing up? And even on a minute level, but our bodies, those people that you see that are hunched over or one shoulder is way higher than the other or one hip hip or whatever, your body always wants to be like, no, 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 I'm fine. I got it. I got it. And that's how we get into these, as you said, compensatory body posturings where they don't understand how crooked
1: they are. They think they're okay. Right. And that's the great news about the body. The body wants to distribute the force evenly so it's easier for you. And that's fine for survival and for life. But when we get to exercise, the reason why we want to hone in on specific muscle groups and not use the whole body and we we don't want to spread it out and we want to specify and we want to look at one muscle at a time and learn how to control each thing is so we can start to rebalance your body so that you don't have these compensation patterns or they're not as strong. And so because when you leave your body in compensation, again, just like the broken machine or table or chair, it's in later in life, let's say your compensation pattern has produced a way of life that you don't feel any pain, but now you want to go exercise and now you're going to do really extreme heavy things. And now that's when injury may show up because one side of your body is lopsided or crooked or rotated. And now we're going to wear down the joint faster, pinch some nerves, and you're going to be like, well, what happened? Why did I get injured? So,
0: all right. Thank you so much, JJ, for all that great information. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come right back with our questions about fitness from Food Heals Nation. Food Heals Nation, if you are looking for the highest quality supplements, the most luscious organic skincare, and a brand name that you can trust to be free from toxic chemicals, look no further than the Global Healing Center. I have been using their products for years. Their Parfait Visage Face Lotion literally makes my skin look younger. And it comes in a beautiful bottle, so it is perfect as a gift as well. And the Oxy Powder Colon Cleanse Capsules are the most powerful detox supplements I have ever. Use, they get everything out and they don't leave you feeling full or uncomfortable. The mission of the Global Healing Center is to bring back good health, positive thinking, happiness, and love, and they want to help you realize that your body is a self-healing mechanism. Well, I couldn't agree more, so I've teamed up with Dr. Group and the Global Healing Center to bring you a discount exclusive to Food Heals listeners. Go to their website at globalhealingcenter.com, pick out the items you want, and use the discount code Heals, all one word, for 20% off your purchase. Plus, free shipping to the U.S. and Canada 20% off is a great deal, Food Heals Nation I love their products and I know you will too You're listening to the Food Heals Podcast
2: Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes
0: Alright, Food Heals Nation, we're back with J.J. Flazanes She is the host of the iTunes smash hit podcast,
2: Fit to Love Physical, emotional, and spiritual fitness for the happy life you deserve, which is a a six-day-a-week video and audio show.
0: Let's do some Q&A from our Food Heals Nation. Remember, if you guys want to join the private Food Heals Nation Facebook group, just go to foodhealsgroup.com. It's private. So we asked our group if they had any questions for JJ, so we chose these two for today's episode. Susie, do you want to read the first question from Love. What a beautiful name. Her name is Love. Maybe it's her, her middle name. Her name is Love? She goes by Love. I love it. <laughs> I, love I think love. We, we all love Love. I love Love.
2: All right. I'd be happy to. In the secret movie and book, which is essentially about the law of attraction, the author said she just thought about being thin and maintained her perfect weight ever since. I call BS on that, but I do believe that thoughts are things and they have a huge effect on our body. How can we truly use the law of attraction to keep us at our ideal weight? I already eat uber healthy, so I'm not looking for diet advice. Mine is all emotional, spiritual weight, and weight is in quotations. What do you think, JJ? (laughs)
0: That's a great question.
1: It is a great question, and I agree with you that thinking about something isn't necessarily going to keep you where you are. I think, you know, as we talked about on the last show, I believe, and as I talked about on my show a lot, that the missing component for law of attraction is the feeling part. You you think in order to feel. Once you feel, it's an energy. And so a lot of times when it comes to people, and I'm going to generalize this, not for you, love, but for other people right now who are listening to this, this works really great when someone is an emotional eater. When you're an emotional eater, what you're That's an addiction and that addiction is to suppress what you're feeling. So to get into a positive thinking that stimulates positive feelings eliminates the need to repress it. So that's how law of attraction can be used for people who use food as an addiction to suppress or let's say, you know, mimic in terms of anxiety, like, you know, you don't want to feel it. So you just keep eating and you don't want to deal with it. So, or you're just a late night snacker. It's just habitual, but it is an addiction. So food is one of our biggest addictions and we don't really take it seriously because it's food and we need it to survive. But in reality, it's the most legal addiction that we have. Now, right. when it comes, when it comes to you're already thin and you already eat uber healthy, I think part of what we haven't covered yet in terms of exercise and fitness. I would go back to using the law of attraction again to get inspired about how to care for your body to keep it healthy. And those components are things like, what does your body need to maintain its its optimal health? Well, some of the things that we haven't talked about yet, which is, is the perfect time to talk about it, and I know it actually even bleeds over into the next question that we have from Food Heals Nation, yes. is that we we want, when it comes to our bodies. There are two main systems. There's our nervous system and our muscular system. And most people who used to take diet pills, that's you affecting your nervous system. So that's like calorie burning, but doing it through a way that actually stimulates your body to produce more energy, but only neurologically. So there's no muscular action. There's no outlet for that, except really nervous system wise. And it's really stressful and it's really not good for you. It's like what happens when you drink too much caffeine and you get that nervous anxiety energy. You'll burn more calories, but you're putting yourself at risk for that. Then we have our muscular system, and that's really where your metabolism, which is made up of mostly your nervous system and your hormonal system and your muscular system, how much muscle you have determines your metabolism. And so what I hear so many times from people – is I tried exercise and, and changing my diet, it didn't work. And I've got a weight loss resistance quiz for people who may have metabolic syndrome for the other factors that contribute to this. But just to make it really simple, you have muscle and about anywhere between age 35 to 45 and definitely at 50, you're losing hormones that help you produce muscle. It doesn't mean you have to lose muscle, actually. You can maintain a good chunk of that muscle, but you have to be doing things that stimulate building muscle. If you're not, and let's say for 10 years, you go from 40 to 50, and at age 40, you're the same weight as you are when you're 50. You're probably thinking, that's great. I did a good job. I'm the same weight. Mm -hmm. But if you actually took your – and let's say you did no muscle building exercises. If you actually took your body composition, probably around age 40, you were a certain – you were whatever. Let's say you were 25% body fat. Uh, when you were 40. And at 50, even though you're the same weight, your body fat's probably closer to 30 now. So what has happened is you've lost 15 pounds of muscle and gained 15 pounds of fat. So when you step on the scale, because people step on the scale and go, oh, I need to lose five pounds, but you never know. Well, I'm not saying you never know, but do you know what you're losing? Because you can lose water very quickly and you could lose muscle quickly. And what we want to lose is fat and some water, depending on what your diet is. So So in terms of using law of attraction for you, it might be, depending on what your exercise program is, that maybe there's a need. If you want to maintain what you have, there are exercises and kinds of exercise to use, like resistance training, to keep and maintain your muscle. And you will have to take action on doing that, and thinking about it won't make it happen, but feeling good about it might inspire you to want to do it. So that's sort of where the line gets drawn into like you know there's something called thinking thin or thinking healthy right people yes. that people like us <laughs> yes. right, we're thinking healthy. so to me, I look at a piece. I look at food and go, just like Allison was mentioning about, like learning about new foods. I look at new foods that are good for me and get excited, and I learn to love the taste because I know it's good for me, and that feels really good. I look at pasta or something that I won't eat, and like a, I don't name something, a donut or, or just oh, I know a yes, a donut, a yeah. donut. A, f- <laughs> a family member brought donuts from far away, and and she looked at me and said, "Well, you could try one," and I sort of thought. I don't even have any desire to try one. Like, why would I want to put that in my mouth? Right. So, the thinking thin part of thinking healthy, whatever, it gives, it's a different response. I look at that food and think, oh my God, no way, no desire. She looks at that food and, and says, oh, I love it, but I shouldn't. Oh, it's so good, but I shouldn't. So, that's where the law of attraction comes in. It's just stimulating again that idea, that belief system, that point of attraction that aligns you with the better choice of action after you have it.
2: I have something to pipe in with on this. There was a while, um, after I actually lost my mom where I didn't realize I had put on weight. You know, it was just, mm-hmm. I was getting into my mid thirties and I just kind of was mourning and I just, I, didn't, I just didn't realize it. I wasn't working out as much and it just, it just didn't really register. And then I realized it. And when I was approaching how I wanted to get back into my skinny body, into the place where I, I knew I had been and I knew I could be, be again. And I didn't shame myself. I just was like, I want to feel good about my body. I want to be healthy and strong and fit and, and slender and just feel hot. I would mm-hmm. think about it as like being in my skinny body. And it changed something for me as opposed to the time where I'd gained weight in college in my freshman year where I just shamed myself. And it was like, I'm not going to eat and things like that, where it was just, it was a mindset. It was. It was a mindset and I had to, and I, when I aligned with that, it kind of, it, it took away the emotional pressure and just made it easier.
1: I love it. Yeah. It's it's partly surrender. It's partly trust, but it's also a lot of love. And again, that's my whole point of view. Our last show, I know we talked about my whole fit to love brand and that's the difference. It's coming at it from love. And if I can look at my body and not like what I see, but transform that into love and being able to care for myself in a way that will produce what I like to see, that's different than standing there looking at myself and shaming myself and then abusing myself and then punishing myself by exercising. Because exercise is an opportunity to give your body what it wants and what it needs to stay the way that you want it to stay or get it to be where you want it to get. And you have that opportunity. Or a lot of people look at exercise and think it's punishment, which is why it doesn't work long term.
0: That is so true. So if you're looking at it as punishment, I don't think you can succeed. That's like a recipe for failure. So you have to look at it, like JJ said, as an opportunity. Plus,
2: it can feel really good to sweat. I mean, that's one of the ways your body gets rid of toxins.
0: Well, yeah, if you're angry, if you're upset, if you're sad, it can be really emotional release of toxins as well as physical release of toxins. Oh, for sure. You know, so there's so many. I mean, obviously, we don't have to tell the benefits of exercise because I feel like everyone knows it. But there are so many benefits beyond just like looking
1: hot, right? And I'll give you one more that most people don't talk about very much and may or may not experience. But for me, when I'm doing some kind of cardio, especially at the beach, when I'm running in the sand barefoot, but it can happen anywhere. Rollerblading, it doesn't matter. And even when I have my earphones in. So for those of you that are spiritually minded and you either study law of attraction or you believe in, you know, non-physical energy or getting downloads or inspiration or intuition, or even if you meditate, most people meditate like prayer and they want an answer to something. So prayer is the asking, meditation is the answer. So you have to listen for it. And for me, doing cardiovascular work by myself, even with my earphones in, singing a song, moving my body, somehow I have managed to busy all of the noise of my conscious mind, my body's working. And so all of a sudden I become this clear channel and I get the clearest answers and biggest downloads and creative hits when I'm doing cardio. So if you own a business or if you have stress, you can even look at it as forget the physical aspect, look at it as finding the answers. Because when you get calm and centered, and even if you have music in or you're talking to somebody else, things just flow. Like you open up a channel for something to flow right through you that you otherwise were not in the right energy to receive.
0: I get it too. I get it through running and showering. (laughs) Oh yeah. Shower is a big one. Absolutely. (laughs) Which I know has something to do with fitness, but I think it's a cleansing. It's a quiet time. You don't have your cell phone beeping. You You
2: don't sing in the shower? Oh, I sing too. Don't worry. Okay. (laughs) You said quiet time. I know you like to sing.
1: (laughs) I do all of the above. Okay. (laughs) I think you should record yourself singing in the shower and share it with the show. I would love to. Let's do
2: a shower episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. We have one more question. This is from Dan. Susie, would you like to read it? Oh, I would be happy to. Dan says, I work five to six days a week,
2: usually 10 to 12 hours a day. So keeping up with fitness and nutrition can be a challenge. So I'm starting out the new year on a cleanse. So I'm taking it easy with exercise right now, but I want to start an exercise routine next week after my cleanse is over. First, what advice do you have for easing back into a routine? And second, how do you find the motivation to sustain an exercise program and really turn it into a lifestyle change? This is in uh, parentheses, I'm into weightlifting and running.
1: Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I love the way... Thanks. (laughs) Well, Dan, it is an exclamation point. (laughs) It is. It is. And thank you for letting me know you're into weightlifting and running. I would say those are both good choices and you're, you're hitting both sides of the cardiovascular calorie burn as well as the resistance training muscle build because uh, for those of you that are listening, you can't build your metabolism through cardio, okay? So for those of you that think, oh, I'm increasing my metabolism, no, you're burning calories. Cardiovascular work burns calories, period. Uh-huh. And yes, you strengthen your endurance and your heart and you could reduce your blood pressure and your circulatory system is better and you, your, you move more of your fluids around. So cardiovascular has got a you know, lot of great things. It's great for stress, but it doesn't build muscle. The only thing that increases your metabolism let me repeat, the only thing that increases your metabolism is increasing the amount of active tissue you have in your body, which would be by resistance training. And By the way, yoga and Pilates do not count as resistance training. Will you get some resistance in those classes? Sure, probably. Again, each class is going to depend on who's teaching it and what you're doing in the class. But generally speaking, they are not either huge calorie burners or muscle builders. They are what I consider kind of additions to a good program, like a well-rounded program. But they are not. So for those of you that want to burn a lot, you know, lose a lot of weight, I would not recommend those as the sole thing that you're doing. Especially so how do we lose
0: weight? Because those are what I do,
1: right? Well, well, the, the weight loss is going to, you know, obviously there's the food side, which we're not going to talk about. There's and then there's the other factors, which I've mentioned. If you think you may have metabolic syndrome, or you're curious about weight loss resistance, and if you have it, you can come over to my. Site And there's a quiz there. It's fit2love.tv or you can can go to the specific page, fit2love.tv forward slash quiz. I think it's six or seven questions just to find out if you have what's called weight loss resistance or metabolic syndrome. So building muscle, Dan, great job. We're we're halfway there. We've got that you're choosing the right things for you that you like. Those are good. You've covered both those grounds. Now, how you do them, how efficient you are is another another thing somewhere on my show I believe it was a thoughtful thursday I did a show about building an exercise program and I would definitely recommend people and I'll send you the link Allison if you want to share it on your show notes yes and, and it goes through literally the four steps it's called the fit principle frequency intensity time and type you're going to make a chart you're going to do it twice you're going to going to fill it out you're going to see what you do you're going to see if it's working or not, and then you're going to see how to change it. Because the biggest thing people do is they scrap everything and just go to the other, like they'll try something completely different when you don't have to do that. So Dan, so the question was, how do I ease back into my a routine of some kind? The first thing I'm going to say is obviously you're working a lot of hours. So I would recommend that you listen to that show. All okay? right. And I think I have a handout that's also on that show, the fit principle that you, but you can write it out yourself and you decide Between frequency, intensity, time, and type, which one of those things is going to be stay the same for you? It's going to be your constant. I've had clients who, let's say one woman, she lost 80 pounds in the first year because, and we kept her. On the cardio side, we kept treadmill as her constant treadmill, 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 treadmill for a year. Why? Because she could watch shows, she was watching Oprah or whatever else was on at the time, and it was easy. It was in her house, it was part of the routine. And you know, there was a lot to wait to be lost, and it was the best choice for her joints, as well as she could, you know, play with the intensity, but the the type was treadmill for one full year. So you're going to have a constant. And for some people, in fact, I have another client, she's in Arizona. She's lost 100 pounds in a couple of years working out twice a week. This is where I really want to impress upon you that everyone gets all crazy about I have so much weight to lose and they get to the shoulds. I should and I have to work out five days a week or seven days a week. Okay, you you can do that. But if you're not doing that, then it's probably not sustainable. And there's probably a good reason for that. So your program can be adjusted. Maureen and I have adjusted her program literally every month for three years to get her to 100 pounds of weight loss on two days a week of working out. So frequency, intensity, time, and type. So your first question to yourself is how much time do I have to spend a day? How many days a week can I commit? What intensity level do I need to be at for both resistance and for cardio? And then what kind of resistance and or cardio, and just like Susie had said earlier, when what I really liked, and hopefully you heard me say that too, when I said what I do, having having choice allows you to be flexible with what's going on in your life. So having a few different choices to get things in, especially for cardio, uh, you know, or interval training or resistance training, at least can flow with you. So I would listen to that show, but again, you're going to make two charts, two Fit Principle charts, and you're going to fill it out, and you're going to start with where you are. And again, to me, it's about efficiency, not about over. Doing it. So, so know that you can literally do 20 to 30 minutes a couple times a week and get just as much out of it if you do it well and do it efficiently as if you're doing, you know, I, I had a client once, she was doing 90 minutes of Hatha yoga. She was in great shape, but she was doing 90 minutes of Hatha yoga three times a week and wondering why she wasn't getting more results. I'm like, cause you're too fit for Hatha yoga. You need, <laughs> you need more. You need resistance training and better quality cardio and keep one of your classes, but three 90 minute classes of like really easy yoga, not going to do it for you. You need to start building more muscle. So hope that answers the question.
0: That's great advice. Thank you so much, JJ. I feel like we've covered a lot. Everyone go check out JJ at Fit to Love. She is on iTunes just like we are. So you can subscribe to her show. And JJ, tell everyone where they can find you online, if you have any specials going on, and leave us with a tweetable.
1: Okay. Well, you can, if you haven't already, downloaded my Book. It's free, and you can get that fit to love. So every URL I'm going to give you right now starts with F I T. The number two L O V E dot TV. Okay, fit to love dot TV. If you want the free book, you're going to do forward slash oh book. I think <laughs> 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 or, or gift or gift. You know what? That's really fun because it's not on my site anymore, so I don't remember what the URL is. Well, we'll I'll put, find I'll, it and we'll put it in the show. We'll put notes. it on there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> So that's the free offer. The other one is the quiz. So if you want to find out if you have weight loss resistance and what to do about it, if you do and what other factors are contributing to you having an issue with possibly losing weight, come take the quiz. You can get to it straight on just through the site, fit2love.tv, or you can go fittolove.tv Forward slash quiz. So that would be the two things I would recommend. And all my links for social media are there. Follow me on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. Instagram is really fun. I'm really enjoying uh, all the pictures that I share and that I'm seeing other people share, and and that's really fun. And Pinterest. I've got all the shows on Pinterest. And yeah, so just come to FitToLove and see what works for you. You are a rock star. Can you leave us with a tweetable? Lessons will be repeated until they're learned. If you Fail to plan, then you're going to plan to fail. And I would say in order to be successful in making exercise a lifestyle, it has to come from loving yourself first.
0: So true and beautifully I love that. stated. Thank you. And JJ, you'll be back for our Valentine's episode February 13th. So stay tuned for that Food Heals Nation. It's the day before Valentine's Day. And if you have questions for JJ, you can always post them in our Food Heals Nation Facebook group. At foodhealsgroup dot com. Thank you so much, JJ. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you, JJ. That's our show. Thanks for listening. Sign up for our mailing list at foodhealsnation.com and receive a free gift from us. That's right. We have created a brand new guide for you, our Food Heals Nation. Yep. The guide is called Health, Longevity, and Weight Loss Secrets, and it's full of tips, tricks, and secrets collected from some of our favorite guests from the Food Heals podcast. In it, you will learn
2: crazy cool stuff like how to live to 99 with no wrinkles. Susie's grandfather. That's right. How to attract the one. Ooh, how to never get a cavity
0: again. My favorite. Yes, my favorite too. And the real secret to weight loss, or maybe that's my favorite. They're all my favorites.
2: And so much more. (laughs) So sign up for our newsletter at foodhealsnation.com. We won't spam
0: you, we promise.
2: No, we won't send you too many emails. Trust us, we're too busy for that anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So go to foodhealsnation.com to get your free guide, health, longevity, and weight loss secrets from the Food Heals podcast by subscribing today.